Sibylline Sariano and Steve Ricardo. Hello. Hey, hey. <laughs> we have a fun guest in the room with us today, and I'm handing her a headset right now. Josie's here. Josie, Josie, say hello into the microphone. Hi. <laughs> That's my little Josie bean. <laughs> so, what is going on, Steve Ricardo? Well, it seems like it's been uh, a long time since I last saw you. You've been dealing with quite the ordeal in your life. I have <laughs> several, had several, I have ordeals, had several ordeals in my life. Yeah, it's been a nutty, nutty month. I'm ready. Well, you know, it was a full moon like yesterday or the day before, which I already feel like energy has shifted in a positive way. So I'm going to be the little like tarot card, you know, guru here and say that life is looking up. I didn't meditate, but I read my secret, my little secret book, which I'm going to read something, a passage out of it later that really helped me like reset my whole like vibe. And I got to tell you, I was down and out for a little while there. Have had some weird stuff happen in, we, we haven't recorded in what, two months almost. Really? Has um, it been that long? Yeah, because wow. we recorded and it was like, boom, I had a flood in the gallery and we had three hours of flooding water pouring through a stone wall of which GTI properties knew that this was happening in this space and has leased to other people with the same problem, leased it to me with the same problem. And guess what? He's been showing it. I just heard from my friends down there that he's been showing it to a new sucker. So... Um, they haven't read. Okay. So basically after this flood happened, I sent them an email saying, or actually I got a lawyer involved because I didn't even want to mess around with it. I basically said you could relocate me. You can remediate the wall and fix this hole that water was pouring into like a faucet and, or I want out of my lease. Guess what their response was? First of all, once the lease, once the flood happened, Nothing. I heard nothing from management. Not one iota. They didn't call me. They didn't email me. They didn't apologize to me. They didn't ask me if things were okay. They offered to let me out of my lease. For those people out there that don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about Sibylline, the art gallery, your gallery, which opened not very long ago, and now you're already out because the... I owners opened April bogus. 2nd and the I The landlord's bogus. The I mean. landlord and management company is the worst I've ever been part of. I can't even tell you. I I, I have to, um, I mean, once we get done talking about this, I release it into the universe and I'm done with it because I have been so upset. I mean, I just worked my tail off for six months to build this business and I get to walk away with nothing. Okay. Nothing. I mean, I have worked really hard on this, and, you know, here we are. Boom. I already moved out. I moved yeah, out the whole thing August has 11th. made me very sad, actually, because the- I created such a three, great thing. Three or four times I was down there, I loved the vibe there. 
And uh, and you weren't the only one, Steve. We heard this from so many people. So many people when once I started announcing that I was like having to move out because of the flood, and that the management company wasn't gonna you know do anything for me. People just came out of the woodworks. They were like, "You were it. You were what we wanted to come to do." Yeah, we were gonna do a show. I was gonna be involved in a show there too. That yep. was a bummer. I had man. a great not group for show. I don't mean to sound no. Selfish you should about feel that, self. You should feel bummed. I was really excited about my group show. Yeah. Really excited, but I'm gonna pivot. Our big word for the for the season is pivot. Okay, pivot. <clears throat> I'm pivoting, and guess what I did. My team and I put together a QR code, a link tree where we have all of our websites and all of our, you know, social media all in one place. I obviously can't share the QR code, but maybe we can get it up on our on our various things and various platforms here. But it's it's cool. Like I now have a QR code I can hand to people and say, Sibylline the Art Gallery is now all virtual. And we will be doing pop-ups. So I actually thought about talking to Alvin today, possibly, about doing a pop-up show down here or, you know, something where I could, you know, bring some ideas to, to this space. I'm sorry I'm laughing. What, what are you laughing about? <laughs> there's a lot of changes actually going on in the new Alliance Gallery, mm. and Alvin's not going to be one of the curators anymore. <gasps> could I be a new curator? Well, uh, I can I can introduce you to the people that you need to talk to okay. about that. Well. I'm sure they'd be open minded to whatever, because that's the kind of place it is. It's a it's a bunch. I mean, of they artists. can give me a chance to do one show, and I'd like to do the group show that I was initially thinking about. Yeah, I would definitely. Um, I know they're going to redo the whole place and paint it oh, and clean the whole joint nice. out. They need to. You know, there's been some flooding here too. You know, it mm. seems like everywhere in Boston is well, flooding lately. We're all We've at had sea bizarre level. Right? Weather, man, you know. This has just... been a weird, weird summer. Oh, my God. What do you God. think, Josie? Has this been a weird summer with weather? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So have we been able to swim in our pool much? Kind of. But not really, not as much as we yeah, like to. Yeah, it's kind of green right now. Mom needs to clean the pool or well, get the pool board. Mom hasn't it. had a foot to be able to walk around to do that. And then my yep. mom was in Oh, the- we forget about that. You're also in a boot right now. Yeah. So once I so I spent like nine hours on concrete floor moving the art gallery, right? Um on August eleventh. Then I had to move again two nights later. I went to see live music. In between that, so on August 12th, I got to see J.J. Gray and Mofro up in Lowell. And what did you want to ask me, Josie? I just wanted to say that me and my mom are going to go to uh, Colorado um, this week on Wednesday. And Are you excited about that? Yeah, I am. What are you excited to do? See some dogs. Yeah, we have friends that have dogs. <laughs> we have friends that have dogs in Colorado. <laughs> yeah, that's really it. That's it? That's really it. What are, but, oh, and then we're, and we're also going to stay in different houses each day. Really? Yeah. yeah we have that to, sounds like fun. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I have uh, a very, very close friend, Stacy from college. SU in the house. Syracuse University gets mentioned in, in every show. <laughs> Um, so Stacy is hosting us and then my friend Danielle, which I feel like you should know Danielle, but anyway, she was a Boston friend. 
Uh, she now lives out there. We're going to be in Centennial and Lafayette. And when we go to Colorado, I am going to see the Black Crows at Red Rocks with Legendary a bum foot. <laughs> Legend- Legendary I mean, venue. Wait till you see I it. It's amazing. Cannot. This is my bucket list, Steve. Bucket list moment for me to go to Red Rocks. And on top of that, like the icing on the cake for me is to see Black Crows. Like this is their 30, 30th anniversary Are you going to wear your Black Crows t-shirt to the I'm gonna show? I'm going to go buy another Black Crows t-shirt <laughs> I to think wear you to should buy show. me a medium Black Crows cool t-shirt. Oh, well, you You're know, always giving me gifts. I so do have gifts well. for you. Um, well, okay. So let me just talk about the fact that I'm so excited to see the Black Crows sing Remedy and... Um, Oh, my God. All the hard to handle. And I mean, like, I love Shake Your Moneymaker album so much. That was one of, like, my faves. So and now that I have a bum foot because my foot is now in a cat, like a a big old boot, I'm hoping that maybe they'll, like, feel sorry for me and, like, get me from the parking lot because I hear that getting from the parking lot to the venue is actually quite a schlep. I'm like, oh my god, how do I do that? But um, I'm hoping that the Robinson brothers get in a fist fight on stage during the show, and then that would <laughs> be something worth remembering. Wouldn't be the first. I would time, say so. it would be like ninety percent chance. <laughs> there is a good chance. <laughs> I have seen the Black Crows, or maybe even Chris Robinson Band. I've seen them in New Orleans. I've seen them at the Orpheum here in Boston. I've seen them at the House of Blues. Um, I mean, the list goes on. I could keep going and going. I've but. seen the Black Crows a lot, too, because they were on the Horde Festival, Blues Travelers Festival, and I think in 94 or 95, and I went to like five or six shows. Do you have any factoids for us on the Black Crows? Factoids on the Black, black Crows? Well, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not the hugest fan in the world. I, I thought when they came out, they were uh, faces... Uh, Rolling Stones rip off band because they copied their whole vibe and everything. Did they? Yeah, but I See, mean, this they, is your they, factoids. I they're love a good it. live band. Mark Ford, I think I mentioned to you on a previous podcast, the guitar player they had for a while is an excellent guitar player. Uh, other than that, you know, I mean, I, you know, they're a good band. I mean, they just, I just don't have the same love for them that you do. Mm. You know? Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, I really, I, I don't necessarily like. Uh, Chris Robinson's vibe like I think he's kind of a poser like hippie dude because I think he has a lot of anger okay so remember kiddo how we've talked about drugs yeah Mm -hmm. yeah so we're learning about drugs um because Josie always asks me whenever we listen to a musician on the radio she's like mommy oh you love Prince is Prince alive or dead dead why did he die drugs Hey, Mommy, I love Elvis. Elvis is cool. Is he alive or dead? Dead. Why? Drugs. I oh, mean, this it list just, is the too list long. Is, goes all, on is and all of this uh, singers uh, drugs? No. Or no? Not all Not singers all. do drugs. No, kiddo. But I, I mean, I know, but like maybe if I become a singer, I'm not going to do drugs. I Good think that's you, a Josie. great idea. Yeah. And I'm going to do everything in my power to keep that going. Why would I ever do drugs anyway? Oh, my God. I love it. Am I doing an okay job as a parent? Because, like, right now I'm having a... Totally. I think you... Wow. I think you have a new co-host. Should I Should I take <laughs> get, get away from the mic now? <laughs> so what do you understand about drugs, kiddo? 
I mean, I know that they give people a hard time. If, like, first time they take them, they're, like, obsessed. And they're just like, give me more, please. So, um, they take them usually every day or every hour. And soon they, it's too much for them and it could be bad. So, then they die from Yeah. That's why, that's why, like, not that many people are left on Earth because of drugs. You're just too smart I mean, I mean, for this I mean, podcast. <laughs> maybe we should change the subject. No, maybe oh, we should no. change the show to the Josie Show because I think you're you're the perfect host for. A I, podcast. I don't, I don't want, I don't, I don't want to ruin this show though. Yeah, ruin it. You're, you're making it ten it times it. better. I love it. Kiddo. I know, but like, it was first, it was first your show, and then it was my <laughs> mom's show, and now it's gonna be my show. What? What? I, I've never had a what? show before. What? Well, you do now. What? Would you like? <laughs> oh, I love this. I this can't is wait. like a moment. Just promise for me. me that when when your Josie meets Josie oh Wisda, that I'm there. When Can it we do it on air? Can I have to see this. Potentially do this on I air. I have to see the two Josies together Josie in the same Josie. room. Yeah, whatever. I don't care about this anymore. Okay. Um, yeah, you don't need a cell. Get rid of that cell phone. You're, you're a podcaster now. Yeah, you're man. a podcaster. She wanted to be on my vlog. This is the vlog. <laughs> so I mean, the first time I went to the my first school, mm-hmm. uh, like yeah. at the end of the year, we um, it was this crazy that we um made like slime, this gooey. <laughs> substance that I was just like obsessed with and then when I got home I told my mom and she's just like we shouldn't yeah no oh oh, okay and what does she say now how many slimes do we have in our house now seven or Or like a gazillion no I think it's like seven seven okay Uh, seven to be exact uh, I'll I'll be right back (laughs) it was bound to get a little crazy today folks (laughs) Well, anybody who has a nine-year-old or a seven-year-old or, or a five-year-old or an eleven-year-old, she's eleven. She's nine. She lied no, to I'm me. I'm not. I'm not, mom. I'm not nine. You lied oh. to me. It said you I'm were eleven when I asked you. She's on this you. kick. She's on this kick <laughs> to tell anybody. Oh, I'm I was sorry. Trying to we're figure nine. out. We're literally eleven. on a podcast. I, I, you know, I had a feeling something was going wrong in my head when she said she was 11 because I was like, yeah. wait a minute, Josie Wizard and her were born at the same exactly. time, but Josie's only nine. Yeah. How could she be 11? But I didn't Listen, put kiddo, two and two people together. People that know me know how old you are, so it is what it is. Like, we can't know, just... Like, uh-oh, the slime's, the slime's out slime now. Has, Anything could happen. We, we brought in some slime. Okay, so anybody who has kids uh, in my daughter's age knows about slime and either has to... Ab- Abolish this stuff because it gets on everything, or you just have to embrace it. Like Don't I have. Come near my and... new MacBook, whatever you do. Otherwise, <laughs> exactly. our friendship will be over. <laughs> All right, we've gotten off topic here a bit. That was a, a little bit. intro. A bit to, uh, a bit. to my child here. A just a bit. tad. Just a tad. All right. So now, what are we? What are we going to talk about? We are talking about. So anyway, I no longer have my art gallery. I wanted to say that we're segueing into our pivoting into doing some pop-up events. So a couple months ago when I had first opened up my art gallery, this wonderful gentleman, Russell Larkin, walked in and he was so excited about what I was doing. And he was like, wow, you have your mom, you have your dad, you have 
all this stuff happening in in the space. I love the story. I love you being, you know, your father and your mother's, you know, representative here and your agent. I really want to, you know, host you down in Brockton. The Brockton Public Library has a gallery, and it's a beautiful old library. I like galleries and uh, libraries. I've seen them. Many libraries. It's really great. And I met him last Friday. I hobbled down there and brought my mother, and we sat with him for a couple hours, and he's really excited. So you're going to do a show there? We are, he, they made space for us to do a show nice. for October. So Fantastic. my pivot mode here for Sibling the Art Gallery will be a pop-up show down at the Brockton Library Gallery in Brockton. I think, I believe it's 304 Main Street, Brockton. We will be exhibiting the whole month of October. We will be doing a reception on October 6th from 6 to 9, which is a Wednesday night. And we will be doing a Meet the Artist, Meet the Family on October 16th, which is a Saturday. And that will be my mother, my father, and myself. Because guess what? They want to show my art. So we're going to have a little collection of my dresses. We're going to have half the gallery will be my mother's artwork and half the gallery will be my father's artwork. And then... He's really excited because he realizes how many connections I have that we are he's going to have me curate some more shows. And so I'm realizing that what I might get into here is curating shows for people. That would be like my universe. Sounds like, like something you can handle. I'm really excited about great this way. potential opportunity. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I'm having to figure out where where my life is going from here because it's it's been a challenge. Well, we'll come back to that because that show will be we will be getting a article in the Boston Globe because they have a connection to the Boston Globe. I think we're going to get some great publicity from it and maybe we'll have some buyers. So I'm excited. That's my pivot mode for now. I'm going to Colorado on Wednesday. I'm planning on going to the art district in Denver and walking around and well, hobbling around and, um, you know, not knocking down some doors and you know trying to figure out what I can do. I know you have a lot of friends out there, but my friend Heather Hopkins yeah, that lives out there, you met her at your that. gallery. Yep, she's a real. She knows her way around too. Yeah, She'd maybe she could meet me. I, I, you know, it's already Monday, but um, if maybe you could get me in cahoots with her, I'd like to see if she'd want to possibly uh, walk around Denver. Yeah, she'll with me. hang out. With Where you. does she live she's exactly? Cool. She lives in Aurora, mm. which is right outside of Denver. That's right. That's where Columbine happened. Can't right? believe I remembered that. I know. Well, today we're going to talk about a new movie that hit Netflix called Moxie. It's how would you describe that, Steve? Like, what's what's your what's your let Let's just walk into. Let's just head into Moxie. Oh uh, sure. I mean, I could give a little. I I have a few things I could mention to kick kick this off. Like the film's directed by Amy Poehler. And uh, the thing about Amy that I really like is she's grew up right down the street here. She was born in Newton. She went to Burlington High School. Mm-hmm. And then she went to BC. She's like a Boston girl wow. in every way. I and feel like we she know, never talks about that. We know all about her career as a comedian, but then she she decided to work on this film from a book by uh, a woman by the name of Jennifer Matha, who also was a high school teacher. Oh, and so it's that's a, a great a book. film for women in general because the women behind the camera, there's women behind the camera, and there's a focus on women in the in the film. And it's young a very women. very relevant film. It's about a fictional high school called Rockport High School. Right. It's funny because there is a Rockport High School here, and. Um, 
what I love about it is it's got a whole the whole Riot Girl vibe going on and the use of music from the likes of like Bikini Kill, who are referenced often in the film, the Muffs and CSS. The film is is really important for a band from L.A. called the Linda Lindas because they actually perform in the film. They're kids. Yeah, they're really young. Well, what happened was is after the film came out, they got signed to Epitaph. And now they they have a big buzz going, and it's because of their performance in the film. Then none of them are, I don't think, are even sixteen yet. They they literally look <clears throat> like my child. The drummer, they are teeny tiny kids. When that film was made, the drummer was only eleven years old. And when was the film made? Uh, two two years ago. Okay. And you know they're Asian Latina mm-hmm. girls, all of them. It's braces, the whole nine yeah, yards. Yeah, they, they have they they they're writing songs in the Riot Girl vein, which is all of is really what the film's all about. So whoever came up with putting them in the film and the whole plan and everything was a genius because it all worked really well. Hadley Robinson, who played Amy Poehler's. Uh, daughter in the film, Vivian. She's fabulous. She was 24 years old when she really? played this high school girl. She looks young. And uh, she really was excellent. It was her first major film, too. She's going to rock it from here. Yeah, here's something that you might not, not know that I discovered from my intense research on the film. Mm-hmm. The guy that played Mitchell Wilson, he was like the bully quarterback mm-hmm. in the film. In we real all life, know one of those dudes. In real life... <clears throat> He's the son of Arnold Schwarzenegger and Maria Shriver. That's their son. How does he have the name Mitchell Wilson? <laughs> that was his name in the oh, film. Oh, right. His real, <laughs> his real name, name is, I don't have it. He's something Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger. Okay. James Schwarzenegger or something. Okay. I, why I don't have that in front of me, I don't know. But um, I did a little research on him because on him, I didn't know that there was he was even an actor. And he has 10 films under his credit already. Yeah, so he's They hide the nepotism, me. I think, a lot with young actors. And they don't tell you that they come from famous families. Mm-hmm. But he is Arnold Schwarzenegger's son. And Maria mm-hmm. Shriver, who's mm-hmm. a Kennedy, comes from the Kennedy family. Yeah, of course. You know? I know that family well. So, But I love the film. I love films that... It kind of make made me kind of tear up a little bit because it, oh, I was the, when she discovered, you know, her mother's suitcase with all this riot girl stuff in it, she decided to start acting like her mother did when she was in high school. Talk to us about Riot Girl because I I don't think your general public <clears throat> might know that. I think that's more your generation, not you know potentially my generation. Well, I mean, it was the early '90s, so Kathleen Hanna. And Bikini Kill, I believe, was around 92, 93, around that time. And that's where it all started. There was a band called Bratmobile that also gets credit. This but was they, so your genre of music, like not mine. Like, I don't like screaming into the mic, like, <laughs> Well, it's when, but, the, it, it's when punk girls took front and center stage in, in, uh, in the punk world. But I really appreciate what the message is, which is women are just as powerful and strong and have a voice that men. And, and that, I think... And that's the whole Riot Girl scene. Right. That's what it's been about. There's been right. a real resurgence lately, too, of Riot Girl bands. Well, the Me Too out. movement is going to make people finally, you know, voice. And that's... There was a big Me Too movement in this in this film where one of the gals who is, you know, labeled most bangable, 
you yeah. know, that, you know, listen, I remember these these things coming out in high school. Like we had superlatives. We had senior superlatives that I was I got voted. I had best hair and best eyes, which whatever I that was just nice. But there were like, you know, biggest partier and, you know, biggest mooch. And, you know, best personality and, you know, things like that. And, like, you were, like, anticipating what you were going to get. Nowadays, now it just it's like this social media madness around this where it's the guys voting on the girls. And how lame is that? And then what this film is all about to me is the fact that Vivian does this underground little publication that she puts all over the bathrooms that talks about the boys and... What, you know, she thinks about, you know, what they, what the women think about the boys and kind of doing that opposite. Like, she hey, started her own fanzine. That was very punk rock. What? The fanzine. Fanzine. Like magazine yes. fanzine. Yeah. Fanzine. Yeah, yeah that's what punk. Graphics. Right. Yeah. Very and graphic. she started her own fanzine, but she didn't tell anyone she did it. We don't want to give the whole film away, oh, but we're kind of doing we, that. You have to at yeah. this point. I mean, we're talking about Netflix it. It's a Netflix film, by I the really, way. I really, I'm that. really glad you made made me watch it. I felt highly educated on the subject matter, like really just it made me like go, yeah, women have power. Like, you know, yeah. so many times mm. we, you know, I I have this in my personal life, I have this in my social life. I mean, you know, not to be like woe is the woman, but like we have a lot of uphill battles. And just like, you know, racism and all of that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, girl power is like really, really the whole theme of the movie. Totally. Really. And I love that. I just want to give you a couple facts because I want to make sure I get these right. Bikini Kill actually started in 89. And one thing that's interesting Bikini about- Bikini Kill Kath is a band. Yeah, Kat that's Kathleen Hanna, who's married to Adam Horowitz. Do you know who he is from the Beastie Boys? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is he, who died? It was Adam Yost that actually passed away. But Adam mm -hmm. Horowitz is married to Kathleen Hanna. And Bikini Kill is like more popular than ever. They actually weren't really a huge band when they came out, but they- as the years have come along, Kathleen was in La Tigra and Julie Ruin, the Julie Ruin, and that really helped her popularity. Can I just tell you what I was voted in high school? I know yes, this is please. off topic, but no, I, it's not I off had to topic. dig deep into my brain to remember, but you're going to love it. Most flirtatious. Of course you were. And most loquacious, which is most talkative. <laughs> Those are the two things I was voted <laughs> in my high school. And oh, here people. I am, oh, a people. Is he ever? Those two things. A flirting podcaster. That's Did you me. hear what mine were? Uh, yeah. You, nicest eyes and nicest hair. I don't. I yeah, mean, you know, that is kind of sexist if you think about it. Now that you think about it, that whole scene, the most bangable thing, really uh -huh. was troubling. Really Very awful, troubling. awful. And the girl that got they gave that to was the one that was actually the victim mm -hmm. of the star quarterback mm -hmm. on mm -hmm. a date, and she Who came, still gets away with it. And, it. and it all came out because of Moxie, the fanzine. Yeah. That's what I, the fanzine I just, was called. I loved that final Wait, scene, Josie. Let me ask you something. <laughs> Talk to me about how you feel. So, so many times you tell me that you don't like boys and that boys I mean, are I mean. mean. I'm, I, I, 
I like some boys, like Jameson. We get along perfectly, not perfectly, but sometimes when I uh, when I meet when I'm around boys, I get a little nervous because I feel like they're gonna judge me when I uh, meet them. But so sometimes you you feel boys judged fun by of boys. Sometimes when I'm at school, I have uh, two boys that bully me. So usually I. Uh, what does that mean to you when you get bullied? What are they doing? Uh, they they like make fun of me. They uh, and how do they make fun of you? What are they saying to you? A bad wall, I think, is they're jealous. Like I think he wants to. <sighs> yeah. Can, can okay. you do me a favor, Josie? What? Can you tell those boys the next time you bully, you tell them that your uncle Steve's going to come down there and kick their little butts? Right. <laughs> what exactly. about my mom? And your mom, oh, too. Sh- they don't want to mess with her. <laughs> they don't want to mess they don't with your mom. They don't want to mess with mommy. They don't want to mess with us. Yeah, because girl power, right? <laughs> girl, 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 we'll girl power. Girl power. killing girl out power. of that school. Girl power. Plus Steve. Plus Steve. But right you know what? On. Steve is one of my most, like, pro-women friends that yeah. I have that's a guy. Yeah. Girl power. Girl power. Girl and boy power. So sometimes, kiddo, I feel judged by boys, too. <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> I want to talk about some fashion. Tra- Wait, no, we're not done Moxie. Are we done Moxie? Um, I think we covered it. It's just a film that I, that I would, I personally would highly recommend. I put it in one of the best categories of one of the best films I've seen. It's just, the music I, was cool. Yeah, it was the really cool. excellent. The... And the story's revel- relevant. And I just, and Amy Poehler is the coolest because she directed it, so. It's, you know, it's really interesting to see her aging, you know, like I have to say that one of the things that kind of surprised me was how much older she looks right now. Um, and that's just, She's I don't know, 49. as a woman, you know, like, but somewhat like, I, I just, I, I can't, I don't know. I'm not going to name names, but a friend of mine posted on Facebook or Instagram the other day and like, it was a up close of her face and I was just like, oh my God, like, some people just age, you know, and some people don't. And that I think that's something that's happening for me right now as a woman, like looking at my skin, seeing myself age. Can, can I just say that if Amy Poehler's out there listening that I'm single, Amy, and you No, know, I, totally. I, I she is just, a hot I, I would date hot, you in a minute. And, yeah. Uh, no, absolutely. I'd I, go for a walk on the beach with you, whatever you want to do. <laughs> I'm not saying listen that, to Bikini Kill Records, you know. I'm not saying that she doesn't look good. She looks great. But, like, just seeing these people that have been icons to us for so long is, like, and seeing them age, you know, it's it's intense. Yeah, I don't like looking in the mirror every day. You know what I mean? It's really hard. Aging is definitely not an easy thing, you know? You never know what direction people are going to go in. Yeah, you don't. You, you know? got to take care of yourself. But it, to me, it's always been what's beneath the surface, surface anyway, so I don't really, you know... I mean, look at if you see Val Kilmer now, what's Ooh. happened to him? He had tongue cancer too, on top of it. But it's hard to look at him right now and see what has happened to him. You know, mm. it's I sad. don't know what he looks like, but I'm sure it's intense. Did you want to talk about uh, foods? Because I had some foods that some yeah, products. I would like to talk about foods, and then I'm going to finish our show on on fashion because I've got some cool fashion trends for fall. We are already here at the late stage of August, and fashion trends 
all the stores are starting to receive fall, and uh, we'll we'll give a little little tip on some fashion trends that we're going to see for fall 2021. But we're going to talk about food. And by the way, just get out there and go click on Moxie on your Netflix. <laughs> it's worth the eight ninety nine a month. Just for I that. highly recommend hey, it. Mom, it was great. I saw this ad. It was like a robot named Moxie. <laughs> I don't know if you knew that, but there was this robot named Moxie, and it like it was kind of like a human, but it wasn't. And did was you cool. did you want to tell Steve and Mike um, and our audience what's happening in our life in, in two weeks? I, I thought I thought you were already mentioning that that we're getting a dog. I didn't. <gasps> you are. Wow. Yeah. Does the dog a have puppy. a name? Well, uh, no, 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 no. Well, well, we thought of Moxie and we thought of Fru Fru and we thought of Coco and we thought of Shadow. Oh. So we're going to pull out of a hat okay. the name for this new dog because uh, we, because can't, we decide. can't decide. Because I want Coco, she wants Shadow. Then we came up and with Fru Fru and Moxie today. Because <laughs> <laughs> she heard me talking about Moxie in the car. I said, oh, what about Moxie? Moxie would be a great name for a dog, right? And then I She's said, got Fru-fru. Moxie. Do you know what the word Moxie means, kiddo? Mm. To have like, you know, pizzazz. To be like, you know, snazzy and Moxie. It's like... I've got power. I've got, you know, a, I've got a voice. It's like, right? Was that what you would consider the term for moxie? I actually didn't look it up, so I don't know what it means. I'm going to look it up right now. So <laughs> I love I'm the give name, you a though. De- definition of moxie because I <clears throat> love my friend Karen. Karen Fabry ha- had a store named Moxie, and it, really? it was Good name a, for a fabulous, store. fabulous yeah, store. I would think it means fabulous. Force or of character, like that. determination, or nerve. When you've got moxie, you need the clothes to match. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that I love be that. more perfect. What else does it say? Energy, pep, woke up full of moxie, courage, determination it takes. You got moxie a lot of moxie. to pull up roots and to go to a land. Sibylline has a lot of moxie. All right. I love that. Courageous and hopefully, spirit and determination. And hopefully you'll have a dog named Moxie soon. I would love to have a dog named Moxie. That is like extra cool. Wait, can we talk about, you didn't ask me what kind of dog this is. So, uh, What kind of dog is it? It is a wire-haired dachshund, miniature wire-haired dachshund, and she's chocolate and tan, and she is precious. Wow. She is going to be a bearded lady. <laughs> Lovely. My favorite kind of ladies. Ones with beards. Steve's like, um, I'm not going to get on Bumble and do my Bumble thing because I'm going to end up with a bearded lady. I mean, come on now. Come on now. Well, I do have an update for you in regards to my, if you're curious about my oh. online dating. Why, yes. I, I opened a OkCupid okay account oh. because my therapist of all people recommended OkCupid okay oh, because okay. she wants me to date. And okay I found Cupid, that it's Steve? a lot easier to communicate with people. I've actually had some email exchanges mm-hmm. with a few women on OKCupid. Okay and what's your type, Steve? What's my type? Yeah, what, what are you going for? What are you going for? Blondes, oh, that's brunettes. That's a tough question. Well, I mean, voluptuous. Co- I mean, Steve said I was cute, so maybe he's going for some people like me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like 30 years older, too. <laughs> 
Well, what? Well, you're cute me, because you have strawberry well, blonde hair and freckles. Believe it or not, the mm. one main fe- the one main thing that I'm attracted to when it comes to women is intelligence. Is the first thing. It's her moxie. And if they're good looking, on top of that, then that's a bonus. You know? Yeah, of course. Because I like women. So are you that reading are smart. her profile more yeah, than you oh, yeah, care about definitely. the pictures? Yeah. Plus, there's certain habits and wow. things that I'm trying to stay away from. You know, with with with, with other people in general, and so. You know, where they stand with their views on the environment and politics and things like that is important to me because I don't want to be in a relationship with someone that I'm having a jousting match with constantly. Who does? About about, drama. About, you know, general topics like do we care about the environment or not? You know, yeah. I mean, I don't want to think about it. You just want to go into it already yeah. knowing Equal she likes, rights. Yeah, you know, I'm into course. like everyone that treats everyone equal. Absolutely. So when they ask me a question on OK Cupid, do you believe in gay marriage? I'm like, yes. D- does it matter if your partner agrees with you? Yes, it does. You know, I don't want someone that's against gay marriage. You know, I want, you know, animal, someone like that, animal rights, mm-hmm. all of that. You know, as far as the the hair color and the height and all that goes, I it's mean, secondary for you. It is secondary, but I always have preferred blondes, and that's going to really upset a lot of brunettes and redheads out there. And I like taller women for some reason, and uh, I prefer blue eyes over brown eyes. I'm blue, and I ha- I, I'm red-haired. I was red-haired when I was um, little, so maybe if I was older, then maybe. Yeah, maybe <laughs> oh like 30 years old. You're oh actually flirting with me right oh now, Oh, my Josie. God. What is happening? Wow. <laughs> Wow. Oh, you know what's funny, Steve? One of one of my friends who listens to the show, several of my friends actually have listened to the show, is like, now, why are you and Steve not together? Because, like, you guys <laughs> seem to have great chemistry. <laughs> I don't I, think my mom is Steve's type. You don't think my don't mom think is Steve's type. type? Do you think I'm her type? That's a long pause <laughs> if I ever saw one. You should see the face on this kid. <laughs> Anyway, well, I well, wish you... Well, I was you... hoping you were going to tell me that some of your female friends out there are interested in me, not that they... Who do I have as a female friend that's I know, You have a ton of female friends. Every time I went to your boutique or your gallery or whatever, there's always beautiful girls around well, you, so they're fair, all beautiful. You know, I don't know and if any of them are single. Some of them have good personalities, some of them don't, you know, but, you know. Mm, yeah. Okay, so we haven't been around each other in so long, I feel like. I have so much I want to talk about, quite honestly, but I know that we wanted to cover some food, and you have some food products that you've been leaning on since you got a diagnosis of some stomach issues, of which I can totally identify with. Yeah, I went on a gluten-free diet, basically, (laughs) is what it is. And, and, you know, the more I explore, the better. Now, I found this bread called Char, S-C-H-A-R, gluten-free bread. They make what's called a deli-style bread. It's deli-style sourdough bread. I was going to say sourdough. It's fantastic. So one thing I'd love for one of our listeners to let us know, because and my cousin makes sourdough bread all the time, I have heard through the grapevine that sourdough technically is best for people to eat if they have gluten-free diet, but I don't know if all sourdough bread is, in fact, gluten-free I would or love to know that I can eat regular sourdough bread and not have any I'm, problems I'm because I love— I'm going to look it up while you're telling us this. 
But that's one thing. The second thing I wanted to mention was the Suja. I don't know if I pronounce it right. S-U-J-A, organic cold-pressed juice. The one I'm totally into is celery juice. I, I literally, not literally, I do drink celery juice every single day. Now, if I can go to Vegan Crust across the street here in Somerville and get there freshly squeezed, it's better. Yeah, or if I can go to Isidore's mm-hmm. Organics in Oxford, mm-hmm. Mass, they do free... It's better. Whole Foods has one. I was going to say, Whole Foods, you can go and ask them to do that. But if you can't do that and you don't want to get the one that's $3.99 a bottle, this is the one. I would like to plug somebody who I adore. Um, I go to a place called Remedy Exchange in Wakefield, Wakefield, Massachusetts, for all you people that are coming to us from all across the world. Wakefield, Massachusetts has Remedy Cafe. She does an incredible juice, incredible smoothies. I'm just laughing because I thought of the Black Crows, you know, figures you'd like a place called Remedy. Uh Uh-huh. Exactly. So go head on down to Justina at Remedy. I'll go there. Exchange. She's fabulous. Is it on Main Street in Wakefield? It's right next to where the train stops, right in in that little building of all the train stop spots. Yeah. Okay. She's a great space. Great space. Love her. Uh, do you want me to continue? Because I have do. a couple more. Uh, could I give my gluten-free bread that I love? I think we talked about it one one sure. day. But Canyon Bakehouse, um, Canyon Bakehouse, you can get it at Market Basket for three ninety nine, and you frozen get a, section. It is in the frozen yeah. section, right next to the fruit, uh, fruit and vegetables. At least in the one that I go to, they have it in the like down low where you can just reach in. You don't actually have to open up the door. And it's so much cheaper than if you get it at Whole Foods at seven ninety nine. Yeah, same exact loaf of bread. I don't know how that is possible. The two stores could be that vastly different in pricing, but yeah. But when you walk into Whole Foods, you're walking into a magical an oasis world. of Amazon <laughs> Jeff Bezos bolt. Crapola. They used to be cool when they were be pre pre Jeff I Bezos. still go to Whole Foods though. Regardless. I'm starting to think that I'm gonna bo- boycott Amazon. Really? By the way, oh, that's it. That's a whole mm-hmm. show. Yep. Um, I don't like him. Couple more. Talk about me too. Bullies products, please. Okay, this. You know, I'm a mayonnaise lover, and I know a lot of people yeah. don't mayonnaise? like mayonnaise, but I do. But I made the switch to veganaise, and the one I like is called Follow Your Heart. And uh, I tried it, and now I'm never going back to mayonnaise. I can't even tell a difference. Can I tell you about my favorite mayonnaise? There's one that Whole Foods sells and also Market Basket that is avocado mayonnaise. Oh, Yes, I love that too. And Josie eats it. Mm -hmm. And I mix it with Dijon, and I make myself a Dijonaise. Yeah, I know you're into the Dijonaise. You do? Yes. Did I talk about it Yeah, you have talked about that many times. I do dig myself a Dijonaise. I Put everything on it. All right. I got one more Dip item here and then it. you're going to take over, okay? Uh, the organic <laughs> yes, baked please. brown rice snaps made by Edward and Sons. Fantastic. Yes. Like brown rice is, a, I'm finding, is a really key thing when you're on a gluten-free diet because a lot of things contain brown rice that are gluten-free. Yes, they are. So they I'm do. learning to... I got to tell you, I've lost a lot of weight. You look great, and I I feel a lot better. You look since great since I started the gluten free diet, and I'm going to stay on it. I have made some mistakes and gone off, of, made a few errors here and there, and it's caused caused me, you know, pain. But now I realize if I stick to the program, I'm going to be fine, 
And that's what I'm trying to do, just stick and to the program. Steve shared with me over the weekend when we were ch- chatting about the podcast and what we were going to talk about today that your doctors never told you to get a food allergy test and that you don't have food allergies, which is ludicrous, people, ludicrous. He has doubled over in pain sometimes when he eats. And if it doesn't take a rocket scientist to, to say, maybe you're allergic to something you just put in your body. It's not just diverticulitis. Since you brought this up, I have to tell you the real problem here. I've been diagnosed with IBS and diverticulosis, which is what happens before you get the itis, which is the more serious one. And And it sounds to me like you have pain from itis. Well, here's the problem. Each doctor gave me a different... a different uh, diet to follow, and they completely contradict each other. Yeah, the so that's FODMAP the diet versus the other yeah, one. Yeah, so is it? they make no sense. One's saying high fiber, the other's saying low fiber. It's like you can't tell somebody that because I yeah. don't know. So I talked to the nurse about it because I couldn't talk to the doctor because they don't have time to talk on the phone with you. And uh, she's like, well, I recommend that you – figure it out on your own, you know? And I'm like, that's what I've been doing, figuring it out on my own. But you're not keeping it's a food journal. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. do keep a food journal, but it's hard to no, keep it. No, it is. It. it is. I even, I should keep a food journal. Everyone should. What's a food journal? It just talks about like, you, well, you write down how you feel after you eat foods. Do you ever eat a food and make you feel really sleepy or give you a stomach ache? No. Uh, well, yeah. Diet Coke gave me a really bad headache. Yes, I remember that. And I love that you remember that. Good. She don't ever drink Diet it. Coke. It's cancer in a can. So I wanted to mention... Luckily, what was the I last didn't thing? get cancer from it. No, 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 kiddo. It's over time when you eat that type of food and just treat your body badly with bad foods, you can end up with cancer. So I actually just went to a funeral on Sunday or Saturday for a dear friend who just passed away of cancer. Should I say say the name? Yeah, you could say her name. Her name was Ilda. She was our neighbor. Sorry She was a wonderful human being. And I'll tell you, the tribute to her was spectacular. And, you know, I think that I just want to give a tribute to Ilda because she was the warmest, kindest, amazing person. dedicate this show to her. I'd like to dedicate this show to Ilda Carrera King. Um, I love that her last name was King. Yeah. King. King. Of, she was king of so many things. Queen. So, yeah, exactly. Queen, king. Why is king higher than a queen? Huh? In the, in the cards? King is higher and worth Queens more than a queen. Queens should be higher. Than Wasn't that in Moxie? It was in Moxie. Yeah, the cards. Yeah, she was like doing cards and she's like, now why is the king higher than the queen? Yeah, Yeah, it was when they were all talking. I I thought I was like, wow, that is intense. Okay, so I just wanted to share with the audience that I made a a homemade lentil soup yesterday and I brought some in for Steve because it was Oh, by the way, it was amazing. Yes, my daughter loves me. And I get some? Oh, my God. Of course. Lucky Steve. Lucky Steve. Anyway. I made a lentil soup, and I'm starting to, like, try if to make food. If you ever give me a gift, all I want is a kiss. Aww. Wow. <clears throat> that just made my heart And if burst. there's any ladies out there that want to give me a gift, all I want is a kiss, too. <laughs> I love it. We just all want, you know what? We I, all my want nickname, kisses. My nickname from somebody that is in my life is Kissy, because I love to kiss. Kissy. Huh? <laughs> so... 
We're going to finish the show today. So Steve wanted to give you some of his tips on his gluten-free foods. Uh, I wanted to say one thing on the whole crackers. There was also, I I mentioned it a couple weeks ago, almond crackers out there. But yes, you're going to generally get brown rice, everything. Now, one thing you have to watch out for, Steve, is that all the gluten-free products are basically high in carbs and next to no fiber whatsoever. So just be careful because it's like, yeah, you can, trust me, I can take down a whole sleeve of those crackers, like easy peasy. But they really have no nutritional value whatsoever. Oh. Sorry to tell you that. And well, my by the celery way, juice does that I drink it every does. day. So. It does. By the way, no regular sourdough bread is not gluten-free. Beyond Celiac does not recommend that those with celiac disease eat sourdough bread unless it is clearly labeled gluten-free or has been made safely at home with gluten-free starters and ingredients. Sourdough brain contain sourdough bread, not brain. Do you Why have a sourdough you... brain? That would be interesting. That would be a good band. I have sourdough on brain. my brain off, often, <laughs> like a grilled cheese sourdough sandwich Whoa, right now. I, I could eat. dig that. You know what I really want to get is some sag paneer after this. I've been like jonesing for that yeah, sag paneer. I'm hungry. Okay, so sourdough bread <laughs> containing wheat, barley, or rye should be avoided by people with gluten intolerance. And that's because, okay, sourdough bread contains lower amounts of gluten and is a prebiotic. A prebiotic-like properties may improve the digestion. And I asked you if you were taking a probiotic, and you said no. None of your doctors had suggested that, which, again, Except for Dr. Dr. Sariano. Sariano is telling you to take a probiotic. I take one every day. Wait, okay. you're Sariano? You're, you're the doctor? Well, yes, we, we have a nickname for she's myself She's my doctor. Here. I'm Dr. Sariano for Should I be Dr. D? Uncle Steve. Dr. Sariano, I need a... Should I be Dr. D? Oh, Jesus. Oh, my God. Okay. (laughs) Fashion trends for fall 2021. I don't give physicals. Thank you very much. (laughs) So, okay. Same old, same old on some of these. Cutouts, again, are back, which make me want to, you know, Ralph... I'm just tired of them. It's like the center cutout, the back cutout, the shoulder cutout... The, like, asymmetrical cutout. I'm done with the cutouts, girls. Like, let's move on. Cutouts are just, uh, like, I don't know what else to do for you, so I'm going to give you a hole in your shirt or your dress. <laughs> like, that's just just lame. I can't stand those jeans with the holes oh, in them. Oh, God. Young girls wear those, those all the time now. What's up with that? Jeans. It's just, like, rips extraordinaire. It's like, what are you wearing? You're not wearing anything. You're wearing a back layer of jean and a front layer of holes. I don't get it. It's like, uh, uh, just take an old pair of jeans and do that to yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, why do you need to pay $100 for a pair of jeans that are a bunch $100? of ripped? $100? Oh, easily, Steve. Mm. That's like the low end of those jeans. Easily. Oh, I like your blue bracelet, by the way. Well, thank That's you. I got that. this what in Northampton. Oh, cute. Another trend is colored leather coats, which is interesting. And these are showing, like, raincoats, like, full-on leather rain jacket, like a, like a what is it called? Um, a trench coat. Or a little bomber jacket in leather, but in color. And I- ironically, I still have a red leather jacket that I've never thrown away because it's so fab. And it's not like Michael Jackson leather jacket. It's like... You know, just a different type of it's it's got white top stitching on it and it's this beautiful deep red that I got no joke in 
the early to mid 90s and I've wow. held on to it for all those years. I bought it from Liz Claiborne when I worked for Liz Claiborne. So it they're def these are definitely duster length. Do you know what a duster is, Steve? I had a 1974 Plymouth Duster that I really liked. It <laughs> looked like the Starsky and Hutch mobile. <laughs> but People in like, clothing, and Hutch? in clothing, yeah, Steve, whatever. would you like to know what a duster is? Sure. So a duster is something that is past your knees, but before your ankles. And if you oh. remember correctly, I okay. used to make and design dusters that were really cool. And I d dressed one of your musical artists in one. We won't go there. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, we won't. No, we won't because I never got paid Inside for it. Inside anyway, joke. Um, oh, that's no joke. So a duster is lower than the knee and above the ankle. And these are in colors, like bright colors, like red and green and yellow and all that jazz. Heavy hardware. Now, remember when Silvana was here and she was telling us that this like Italian grandmother jewelry was like hot, like this big chains and big, big. That's what we're seeing now on on clothes for fall. Um, I remember when Silvana said, I have great style. That's the yeah. thing I remember the most about Silvana. Well, that I'll mention here right now anyways. She's fab. She came over the other night and cooked me Whoa. and brought me food. And we did tarot cards and we drank some wine and she ended up staying over because, like, we were hanging out and she had worked all day and she got tired. But we – it was just so nice to, like – we just talked about life and hung and we're, like, trying to, like, see each other, like, socially. Because I really we like have, her. Yeah, she's she's just good people. I really dig Silvana. I've always digged her, but I love that we're, like, getting together and socially hanging out. So heavy hardware all over these dresses. Like, it looks like a strap has, like, big chunky chains on it. Chains. I used to have this, like, really cool chain that went around my waist that was, like, a belt. Oh, yeah. That was super cool. Yeah. You remember that? And there is, like, lace-up chains on the side of pants here with grommet holes with chains going up the side. That would be hot for, like, a music musician. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. And then straps going down the back of a dress, like a very low-backed dress here with two chains that are crisscrossed down the back. I like that. That's cool. Okay, so then another trend is clogs. <laughs> clogs, people. Clogs. I don't know. I, maybe they just decided the clogs, that, like, were they like a the new Holland, wave band from uh, Western Canada? You tell me. I don't know. But we got clogs in the house, peeps. We got clogs. I mean, listen, if you're in the restaurant biz, you're always in clogs. I'm a little cloggy-headed right now. <laughs> Are you a clog? Are you clogged up? <laughs> clogged up. Oh, my God. Clogs. I don't know. I can't. I, I, you know what? When I decided to get myself a pair of clogs, I got myself a red patent leather pair of clogs. Because if you're going to get the ugliest shoe on earth, you might as well get it in red patent leather. Right? That was my take on it. So I did have clogs that were red, but now I don't. I got rid of those. I'm digging this trend, peeps. This is probably my favorite of all. I have always been into vests. I will be forever into vests for the rest of my life. I have vests from like the 90s that I've held on to because you know what? Just like cowboy boots, vests come back and they are being shown on women at, like as a top. Like I have this really cool halter vest top that looks like a tuxedo top or tuxedo that is I have it in white nice. and I have it in black. And I've held on to it and I've grown out of it and grown into it and grown out of it and grown into it. It's, you know, unfortunately, most of us women have our skinny closets and then our closets that, 
you know, you grow, you get a little, little bigger and a little smaller, and then you got to go back and forth between the two sizes. So when I am on the slender, more slender side of things, I wear some of these vest tops. But it's really cool because you've got one that just looks like a man's like suit vest, but then you've also got one that, you know, and it's buttoned up the front. But then you've got like an oversized, you know, jacket without sleeves. So like a double-breasted suit jacket without a sleeve. But also things that are just much tighter and what I would see like a rock and roll chick wearing for sure. And then lastly on our trends here for fall would be the tailored jacket, tailored look, like the tailored suit look, which I've always been a fan of. Tonal tailoring is what they're saying. Tailored suits, but in a tonal leather, tonal layering. So like all the same color. And it's a three-piece suit. So you've got the vest there as well. You've got a double-breasted jacket. I'm not into double-breasted jackets really for women, but the longer jacket with these, you know, kind of wide leg pants. Also, it's showing cropped pants in a suit, but that doesn't make any sense to me. We've got this like ochre kind of yellow color that they're showing here. I, I don't know. I, I, I've always been into a well-tailored suit for both men and women. I think the man can rock this vest look too. And, you know, just always make sure that you have a, a well-fitted suit in your closet. And then also, last last but not least, as far as colors go, we're talking about saturated shades for fall. It looks like Chanel and Prada both showed some bold hues on the runway. And to me, that's like a deep, vibrant orange, a deep, vibrant fuchsia, that like electric blue bright kind of vibrant red you know jewel tones but a little bit more vibrant than a than a jewel tone so it's got a little bit more white in it i'm showing like a beautiful kind of uh, what do you call this kelly green meets olive and also of course the yellow that we've been seeing like a very orangey red red yellow very exciting to me i love fall fashion so as much as I get excited about spring and summer, fall fashion to me is everything. We get to bring back animal print. I don't think animal print ever goes out of style. You can wear your snake. You can wear your leopard. You can, you know, just contrast a beautiful black dress with a leopard belt or leopard shoes. You can always wear that red, pop, you know, a black dress with red or a black outfit with a red bag, a red shoes, red belts. And then you've got this whole like amazing kind of hardware trend, which I think will be really cool to see how that develops as we go into fall. I'm not digging the clogs, so take or leave leave that trend. But I guess you could wear the saturated colored clog or the animal print clog and make that a statement piece. And then, of course, I don't know, go out and buy yourself a duster leather jacket. That was one of the trends that we said when we were watching Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, how... Gorgeous Margot Robbie was wearing like a duster leather snakeskin jacket that I was so into. So, you know, it all comes full circle, people. It's pretty cool. Fashion is my passion. And uh, there you go. Right? Yeah. Fashion (laughs) is your passion. Fashion is my passion. So I want to leave us today. You know, one of the things I always come back to, I have I have the book The Secret and I read it all the time and I haven't been reading it lately and I've been kind of down and out a bit, 
with some of the stuff happening in my life. But, you know, one of the things that The Secret says is, you know, how energy, everything is energy. And everything is, you know, we are energy. Like if you were to look at us in a microscope, we are just a bunch of energy that creates into human flesh, as they call it, the meat suit in here, which is funny. I think that what what really can't I, I pulled out my book yesterday to just kind of regroup and re kind of focus on what I want to manifest for myself in the next few months and next year. You know, we've been working on the documentary about my father, which started that it was going to be a documentary about my father. Now my cousin is like moving into it being about me with my father as kind of the highlight, which I didn't know it was going to turn into that. So I really want this thing to kind of get finished and done Mm -hmm. because it'll change my life, you know. But anyway, so I really want to see that happen. And so this whole thing on the whole piece of the energy was what really spoke out spoke to me. So this is a segment in the book on page 158 of The Secret by James Ray. He's speaking. Most people define them themselves by this finite body. But you're not a finite body. Even under a microscope, you're an energy field. What we know about energy is this. You go to a quantum physicist and you say, what creates the world? And he or she will say, energy. Well, describe energy. Okay, it can never be created or destroyed. It always was, always has been. Everything that ever existed always exists. It's moving into form, through form and out of form. You go to the theologian and ask the question, what created the universe? And he or she will say, God. Okay, describe God. Always was, always has been, never can be created or destroyed. All that ever was, always will be, always moving into form, through form and out of form. You see, it's the same description, just different different terminology. So if you think you're this meat suit running around, think again. You're a spiritual being. You're an energy field operating in a larger energy field. How does all of this make you th- make you a spiritual being? For me, the answer to that question is one of the most magnificent parts of the teachings of the secret. You are energy, and energy cannot be created or destroyed. Energy just changes form, and that means you. The true essence of you, the pure energy of you, has always been and always will be. You can never not be. On a deep level, you know you know that. Can you imagine not being? Despite everything you've seen and experienced in your life, can you imagine not being? You cannot imagine it because it's impossible. You are eternal energy. And so basically what, what they say here in, in this whole chapter, and I, actually... That's a really good book. It is a really good book, kiddo. I love this book. I love this book so much because um, here's the wow factor. When you think about what you want and you admit that frequency, you cause the energy of what you want to vibrate in at that frequency and you bring it to you. As you focus on what you want, you are changing the vibration of the atoms of that thing. And you are causing it to vibrate to you. The reason you are the most powerful transmission tower in the universe is because you 
have been given the power to focus your energy through your thoughts and alter the vibrations of what you are focused on and then magnetically draws it to you. I don't know, man. When I read stuff like that, I'm like, and they say. That's pretty intense. It is. (laughs) It is. And it, it, it just says that, like, if you think bad thoughts, if you think negative thoughts, that's what you're drawing to you. If you think positive thoughts and you think things that you want in life and you you hope for and you wish for and you 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 just constantly think them, you think them into reality. I mean, that's what the, that's what this whole thing is. And believe it or not, it, it, I I understand that if people think this sounds like bogus, But I'll tell you what, when I think positive thoughts, positive things happen to me. Like I decided that my foot was going to be better for my trip on Wednesday and it's already better. And there's no reason, rhyme or reason why my foot got better. It just overnight, I woke up and my foot felt better. And I can now walk on with one crutch. Oh my God. Oh my God. But I mean, you know, it's the same thing with like life and money and we're all stressed about money and we're all stressed about, you know. I'm not stressed about money. (laughs) God bless you, kiddo. God bless you. I wish I was. I mean, I already, ha- I already have like four hundred dollars, so I'm not stressed about anything. Oh well, there you go. My kid found two. Listen to this. This child found two hundred dollars right before my birthday. The night before her birthday. So, people, Steve and I need to manifest some money for our podcast. All right, we have amazing listeners. And our listeners, we would love to ask you if you could possibly donate to our Patreon account. But um, seems to me, um, podcast, if you just go to Patreon and go to Seems to Me with Steve Ricardo and Sibeline Sariano, you'll find us. We could really use some donations to keep this podcast going because we pay for it out of our own pocket. You know, when my when my uh, documentary comes out, then, you know, the podcast is going to get all sorts of hits. But until then, Steve and I would love to ask you for your wonderful contributions. Um, seems to me, CSSR at gmail.com. Our Patreon account is patreon.com forward slash seems to me, S-E-A-M-S to me. All right. Anyway. Hey, Steve, it was good seeing you again. Good to see you, too. It's Thank great you, to be Josie. back. Thank, Thank you, Josie. Thank you, Josie. Holy moly, I just recognize it is hot in here. <laughs> and thank you to Voice Motel for making this happen for us today. Thanks, Mike. Voices recorded at Voice Motel, voicemotel.com, your complete podcast recording experience. Located in Union Square, Somerville, Massachusetts.